everybody, and welcome to the 73rd ever episode of the West Coast Preps Podcast. I am Chris Jackson, joined here by Gregory Morlantoon in the beautiful confines of the Bay Area. It's kind of sad because this is our last full weekend of Bay Area high school football. Next weekend, I know we do have a game on Saturday, the Holy War, next weekend. But other than that, there's not a whole lot else going on. This is high school football is almost over. We will have lots of other sports going on. We'll have the Warner Circle Athletics Champions League coming back here in Southern California starting May 1st. We'll have high school baseball, basketball, softball, all these sports and track. But football, it's crazy to say. It's gone by fast, and it's almost over, and we've got a big slate of games this weekend. Yeah, it was a quick six-week season um, for sure, but a lot of fun games. It's been a lot of fun. Obviously, I wish it was a full season and all that because the slate of games that we've had already this year has been insane. Um, A lot of great talent that we've got to see, but like you said, we have one more crazy weekend, rivalry week for a lot of these teams. It's going to be a fun weekend starting with the game of the week. Yes, it will be that game of the week. Number 14, Akalani's against number 23, California, won the voting this week at westcoastpreps.com. You saw Granada Livermore was there in the lead for a while, but Akalani's Cal made a big push on Wednesday night and Thursday morning. They come out with the win there. But you look at this game, just a battle of prolific offenses, right? Akalani's 4-1 overall. Its only loss was a Camp Lindo 28-13, who won that game and was a league champion in the Diablo Football Athletic League. And then Cal, sure, they're two and three, but you look at it, their losses, right? Number one, De La Salle. Number five, Clayton Valley Charter by one score. Number 11, San Ramon Valley by one score in that wild game where San Ramon Valley mounted just ridiculous comeback at the end, right? And But Cal, probably one of the better two and three teams you'll see as well under Coach Calcogno in his first year. But Akalani's their offense. I mean, that's as dynamic as it gets. You've got senior quarterback Brady Hutchinson, who, by the way, we'll get into this in a minute. I don't get why he doesn't have offers. We'll get into that in a second, Greg. It doesn't make any sense to me. But this season, again, after throwing for 29 touchdowns and just five picks last year, he's 1,093 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, and four interceptions this year. He's the passing leader in the North Coast section. He's got plenty of targets, too. Four different players for the Dons have over 200 receiving yards. You got Will Berrien at 341, Dante Montgomery at 288. Evan Malmquist at 229, and then Sam Heyman's at 219. And then senior running back Nick Rossi has 319 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Or Brady Hutchinson, I just don't get it. I, I don't get why there's more love and more recruiting for this kid. Yeah, no, it, it makes zero sense. We talked about it how many times already, um, you know, off the air, on the podcast. This dude deserves some sort of offer and not a preferred walk-on tryout in next year's season, in the 2022 season. Last I heard was that was the only thing that he's gotten so far. So this kid deserves something. Already over 1,000 pass yards in just five games so far, and I'm sure he'll have another great game on Saturday night, I should say, and I don't know. But one thing also, as you are saying this, should we even count De La Salle as a loss anymore? I really think Cal's doing too. They're not too De La Salle is not a loss. Yeah, yeah that, that's just a scrimmage, honestly. It should not count as a loss anymore. But anyways, this game's going to be good. We're going to go through our predictions later. But I don't know. What's your, I don't know. I really want to know your predictions. You haven't told me your predictions, and I don't think this we're is – We're going to find out later in the podcast. But this is going to be a fun game. I think this game's going to come down. It's going to be another Cal game that comes down to the end, right? It's just going to be one of those days where 
Coach Cogno's heart's going to be racing at 250 miles per hour at the end against Floyd Burnside's Akalani's team. But Cal, you look at it, they've got a lot of good players offensively in this new look spread attack, which, as we mentioned before, is far different than that ground and pound eye formation they ran under Eric Felici for years. And they won, obviously, multiple league titles and were very successful with that. But they moved to the spread. And on top of that was a, as bizarre of a year as it could be to completely overhaul your system with the pandemic, Zoom meetings, virtual meetings, learning the playbook virtually. It could not have been as challenging as I think Coach Calcagno or anyone's really ever seen, it, especially as a first-year head coach at a new school. Not just changing the system from a spread to maybe even more of a spread to an air raid, but changing it from literally fullback, running back, heavy, tight sets all game to a spread and throwing the ball 40-plus times a game. It, it doesn't get much different than that. But you look at it, senior quarterback Teddy Boris is the number three passer in the North Coast section, 1,044 passing yards. And Cal also has the top receiver in Jacob Cogna, who leads the section in, with 487 receiving yards this season. They've got junior Dominic Toyers, 236 receiving yards. Darius Foster has 183 receiving yards. But then defensively, too, Cal's got one of the best players out there. I know Tyler Jarvis is the number two tackler in the North Coast section. Then Josh Gerlach, right? He had those three picks in the first half against San Ramon Valley. He's got six for the year. Also has 41 tackles and a fumble recovery. This one's going to be good. This one's going to come down to just that last possession. Yeah, uh, this honestly is probably going to be the best game of the week. You know, you talk about two ranked teams that are right there, probably very evenly matched. Um, two great offenses, two good defenses. It's going to be a great game. I. I struggled with picking this one, honestly. I honestly did. Um, I think we need to check on Coach Calcogno's um, heart rate, though, throughout this game and throughout this season. He's been through a, a lot of ups and downs, and it's been a – he needs to take a break after the season for sure. Yeah, he, need, he needs a few naps, a few nights of just sleeping 24-7, and maybe just a full week of doing nothing but laying in bed with your eyes closed. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the best thing for him, best thing for his health. Yeah, and I think especially when you're in the East Bay Athletic League, that Mountain Division, it's – oh, every single week is going to be ridiculous. And this is your last game, a non-league game against Akalani's. I don't think your schedule gets much more daunting than what Cal's had this year. That's one of the toughest schedules you're going to see in California and the entire country. And another game, a rivalry game, the Brentwood Bowl. Liberty against number 22 Heritage. I'll be there tonight in Brentwood at Liberty High School, 7 p.m. kickoff between the Lions and Patriots. This, one, this is going to be a classic, I think. This one's going to be one that, another one that I think is going to come down to the end. You've got a lot of talent on this field. Both squads just have one loss, and both squads only lost to number three Pittsburgh, right? And can you even really chalk it up as a loss either for a lot of teams because Pittsburgh is just so ridiculously good and talented this year, even more than usual, which is saying something with yeah. them winning 11 games last year in a league title and all the league championships Pittsburgh's got under Big Galley over the last couple of decades. Heritage is 4-1 and one overall. They won a non-league game against Granada, 46-6. Liberty's played just a league schedule. It's 3-1. Now, a win for Heritage would give it a 4-1 and one league record, which would tie for its best-ever league mark in program history. Liberty with the win would be 4-1 and one as well. I mean, there's a lot of young talent in this game. See, right? You look at Nate Bell, and Nate Bell, that sophomore quarterback, he's one of the more underrated and overlooked prospects in the class he might not be the tall. He might not be 6'3", like Brady Hutchinson, right? But let me tell you, Nate Bell is strong. 
He's a young leader. He's a hard worker. You can tell he's got a little chip on his shoulder in some ways too. And I know one of his assistants when I was at a practice there a month ago called him young Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, he likes to run around and make some crazy throws. And, well, it's working to his advantage this year. You look at it last week, 29 of 34 passing. Well, what's that completion percentage? 85.2%. Okay, it doesn't get much more efficient than what Nate Bell did. But yeah. his production this year is absolutely ridiculous. He and Leo Reichel have connected multiple times, and that's one of the best tandems in the North Coast section and the entire Bay Area this season. Yeah, Leo's got 17 catches for 259 yards and just one touchdown this season. Like you said, Bell's the number eight passer in the North Coast section with 661 passing yards. His previous game was at 368 yards. All of these stats are coming from what's available on Max Preps. He has five touchdowns and just one interception, uh, while Reichel is the number seven receiver in NCS with 358 yards, which is second in the BBAL. But then you go to the other side of the field, and Heritage just has another great 2023 running back. You know, the 2023 class is crazy. Devin Rivers, prolific threat out of the backfield, leads the North Coast section in rushing with 736 yards and 10 touchdowns. All of that coming in just five games for him this year. He has two outings with 200-plus yards as well. And the offense and the talent doesn't stop there. No, it doesn't. They've got three receivers with over 100 receiving yards. You look at it this year with Devin Rivers in the backfield. Heritage doesn't need to throw the ball. 40, 45 times a game, right hand the ball off to Rivers behind that great offensive line. And, well, you know, the rest is history from there. See, Devin Rivers has a couple of games of 200-plus rushing yards. Also crazy to think that he leads the NCS in rushing as a sophomore. With all the running backs in this area, in this section, like a Gavin Cribb. I mean, the list just goes on and on, right? But you've got Tanner Hartwig, the senior, whose dad's also an assistant, Kevin Hartwig. You can actually check out Tanner's story on the website today at westcoastpreps.com. His dad's an assistant, a former head coach at Freedom for over a decade. Coach, actually, Devin Rivers' older brother, Ronnie Rivers. Coach Joe Mixon there. A lot of great names out of Freedom that he coached. But Tanner Hartwig leads the team in receiving at 201 receiving yards. Jaden Price is at 138. Jeremiah Ruffin, another sophomore at 117. And then Jaden Price is obviously a star defensive back. 32 tackles, two picks. Both lead the team. He's got multiple college offers some D3 offers here and from some D2 schools, some D1 schools for walk-on opportunities as well. He's waiting for this FCS season to conclude and maybe see if some roster spots come open. I know he's working with BT Thompson, who does BT Thompson scouting, that has a lot of connections in that industry, Division One, D2, D3, whatever it is, helping Jaden Price there. But he's a guy that you look at it, he, he's another one that's maybe being overlooked a little bit, maybe and just kind of one of those guys, maybe a victim of the pandemic a little bit and just the way it's affected California players with recruiting, having to wait until March to start playing games. You have the WCA, which got him great film, the way he played with Cal Strength's team. That was one of the best down there, but Jaden Price, another top player there. And he's in his heritage offense or defense. I mean, got to stop this great Liberty offense. That's got Nate Bell's the most passing yards among sophomores in the NCS. And you've got Leo Reichold, we had 259 yards last week on 17 catches. That's sick. That's a ridiculous game. That's more yards than he had all of last season because he was behind some great receivers that were seniors that graduated in the soft season at Liberty. But this one's going to be a good one. We'll get into those picks in a minute. But Heritage is aiming for its first Brentwood Bowl win since 2016. We'll see if they get it. And then the next game we're going to, Greg will be at that one tonight, Napa against number 12 vintage in the big game at 7 p.m. Napa's two and two it's two losses came by a combined 11 points 
including just the recent 14 to 13 one point loss to Petaluma. And it's Windsor against Justin Siena and Casa Grande. Vintage, like we've mentioned, 5-0, and one of the most dominant teams. They're number 12 in the Bay Area, and they've outscored opponents 286-20. to Yeah, I mean, Vintage, there's a reason they're the number 12 team in the Bay Area right now. Absolutely dominated in every aspect of the game this year. Like you said, 286-20, to just absolutely insane as they're 5-0 and this year. The Crushers are averaging 13.8 yards per carry and have 28 rushing scores through five games. Four players have 200 plus rushing yards already on their team. You have junior Dylan Smith, who's the number two rusher, despite having only 38 carries in these blowout games, as he's up to 641 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns and averaging 16.9 yards per carry. Junior Mosadi Schmackel, I'm hoping I got that right, has 390 yards and three scores, while senior Jacob Aaron has 299 yards and seven touchdowns. Senior Bill Chides has 250 yards and four touchdowns. As you can tell, this rushing attack is absolutely lethal. There's going to be ground and pound you all day long. Um, and honestly, there's a reason that they're number 12. Like I said, I don't, we're not making our predictions yet, so I'll, but I think I know where I'm leaning towards on this one. Yes, we'll get into that here in a minute, but there's Napa would have had Brock Bowers, that tight ends that Army All-American, but he enrolled early at Georgia there. In January, obviously, with the season getting pushed back, he opted to go to the SEC and get there when he would normally enroll, right? But, but this year, maybe it's, it's a little different when you're going to miss out on your senior season, but he's enrolled early in Athens, Georgia, looking for a big career in the SEC. Then the next game we're going to get into is Redwood versus number 10. We're in Catholic and Saturday afternoon at Redwood. I'll be at that game. So stay tuned for all of our coverage this weekend on westcoastpreps.com. Redwood's three and one overall. Only loss was the San Marin 21 to 14. Marin Catholic is four and oh. Both offenses are averaging over 35 points per game. Redwood's averaging 36 and a half points per game. Marin Catholic 39 points per contest and outscored opponents 156 to 41. Redwood's got a lot of good stars, and they've got another sophomore quarterback, Brady Weingart, completing 75.4% of his passes for 631 yards and eight touchdowns. You got a senior running back, Thomas Johnson, has got 412 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. And you got senior receiver Zach Ginsburg is at 302 receiving yards, and senior receiver Sam Davis is at 149 receiving yards. But there's a lot of Division I talent on Marine Catholic's side of the attack, too. Yeah, I mean, they're averaging 39 points per contest, outscoring opponents 156 to 41. And it's the offense that's led by UC Davis signee Mateo Perez, who ran for over 2,000 yards and 30 touchdowns as a junior last year and had more than 1,200 yards as a sophomore. So he's been doing this for a few years now. But junior quarterback Michael Ingracia is a dual threat prospect. He threw for 1,688 yards and 20 touchdowns as a sophomore next to 315 yards and four touchdowns. Senior tight end Jordy Arsheim, who was also a big-time receiver, led the team receiving a year ago with 553 yards and boasts a Moorhead State offer as well. So a lot of prospects on the, the other side of the ball. Marine Catholic, obviously, ranked number 10, top 10 team right now. Uh, it's going to be a good game, though. Redwood 3-1, and Marine Catholic 4-0. It'll be a fun game on Saturday afternoon for sure. Yeah, so that's going to be a great one out there in Marin County. Then another game to get into. The Battle of Danville, this rivalry, it doesn't matter what your records are, it always comes down to the end. Last year's games, both were decided by one score where San Ramon Valley won the regular season finale 
in Monta Vista got bragging rights there in the North Coast section quarterfinals. You've got Monta Vista hosts number 11, San Ramon Valley at 7 p.m. Saturday. San Ramon Valley comes in at three and two. They were three points away from an East Bay Athletic League Mountain Division title before that 17 to 14 loss to Clayton Valley that Greg was at. Monta Vista's 0 and 5, about as good of an 0 and 5 and as talented as an 0 and 5 team this year really ever going to see just luck of the draw weird season they've almost won multiple ranked matchups this year I know we've mentioned that game at Akalani's to start the year lost 33 to 27 in that game but they were without 20 players due to contact tracing and some other tough losses at Callen overtime that 21 to 14 loss to Clayton Valley Charter that came to the final 10 yards of that contest with Monavis's talent is everywhere you've got Dylan Devitt the junior quarterback the second most passing yards in the NCS, you've got the junior tight end, Jack Andrews, who's got Army, Colorado State, Fordham, Fresno State, Pennsylvania, San Jose State, UNLV offers from everywhere. It seems like his, he's getting a new offer almost every day in the last two weeks. It seems like is what he's announcing. He leads the team in receiving yards and touchdowns of 423. Receiving yards, five touchdowns, and his 423 receiving yards are the third most in the section, and his five touchdown snags are tied for the most in the section. But that's only the beginning for this offensive attack that Monta Vista got, has got. Yeah, senior running back Gavin Cribb has a couple offers at George Fox, Puget Sound, workhorse out of the backfield, carrying the ball 99 times this year for 536 yards and five touchdowns. Cribb also has 156 receiving yards and team-high 27 receptions. And then you look at the receiving core that they have, along with Jack Andrews and Gavin Cribb, three other Mustangs have 100 receiving yards. Senior Matt Nur, 166 yards. Senior Judah Shepard, who is faster than fast, has 125 yards, and Junior Colbasia has 113 yards this year. It's a really tough attack. And you look at the Monta Vista team, it is hard to believe that they're 0-5. How much talent, and as we go through that list, it is hard to believe that that team is 0-5, and it's just really the way that the year has gone for them. They, I've kind of compared them to the Chargers. They have just found different ways to lose, it seems like, every week. But like you said, this rivalry, it doesn't matter if they're both one's 0 and 5, one is 5 and 0. It's going to be a close game every single time. So I'm looking forward to it at San Ramon Valley. Number 11 team right now. They dropped out of the top 10 after losing the E ball championship game against Clayton Valley Charter last weekend. I was at. But they're a talented team and they have a lot of guys on their roster that are going to go and do good things for sure. Yeah, they've got a lot of guys that are going to go play at the next level here, whether that's in a year or in a couple of years. But that, that rivalry in the Angels, probably the most competitive rivalry in the Bay Area. You could argue that it is just with the amount of close games they've had, the amount of talent that's come out of those respective programs. That should be a fun one, too. There's a lot of great games this weekend that you look at. I mean, up and down, you've got Menlo Atherton. They play Kings Academy. You've got Antioch Pittsburgh in the big little game that Greg's going to be at Saturday afternoon. Petaluma Costa Grande, Clayton Valley, De La Salle. You've got Granada Livermore, Las Lomas Benicia. There's so many great games, and you know what? Now, I think it's the great segue into our prediction segment. Let me read into the standings. Last week, we both went seven and three. I missed the Bishop Adad James Logan game. I missed the Livermore Foothill game. Shout out to the Foothill players making me. Remember that after that game, because you know what? I did miss that game, and you guys won that league title. So congrats on that again. We both missed some games, and in that week, we're both seven and three last week, and then this year I'm twenty six and nine overall. Greg is twenty three and twelve. I have the three game lead, but 
Let's go into these games. We're going to start off with number seven, Menlo Atherton against Kings Academy. I think this one's a pretty simple pick. Kings Academy has struggled this year. They've had a game canceled, only a few games played this year. Um, I'm going to go with Menlo Atherton, the number seven team with the Jalen Mass, Matt McLeod, Jeremiah Irby, Pooh. Um, they have a great roster there. So number seven, Menlo Atherton by a couple sports. Yeah, I'm going to go Menlo Atherton wins that game by 10 points. It's going to, I think Noah Short's going to have a big game for the Kings Academy. They've had some close losses this year too, but Menlo Atherton's going to pull this one out for the win to conclude their season. And then the Brentwood Bowl, Liberty, hosting number 22, Heritage. This is the only one I know that we have a disparity in. Number 22, Heritage, is having an amazing year. They went from unranked to ranked. They really proved themselves to be one of the top 25 teams this year and have done a great job doing that. And with all that said, I'm going to stick with them this year. I think Heritage is going to pull this one out. I think Devin River is going to have a good game. Asher Haynes, who we just did a story on not too long ago as well this week, also going to have a big game. Jaden Price in his final game as a Heritage Patriot. And it's also they're the Patriots. Patriots don't lose, so Heritage. So you're going that because of the Patriots name? I'm going with that because of the talent, but the Patriots name has just added bonus. So was that the icing on the cake then? Yeah, basically. That's that's it's gonna lose. Julian Edelman never lost. Tom Brady never lost. You know, I saw someone said Julian Edelman's not a Hall of Famer. He's borderline. He's borderline. I'd put him in. He's a Bay Area Hall of Famer, though. Bay Area legend. I'd still put him in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> you look at his regular season numbers, they're not they don't stand out. But his postseason numbers are that's the best. That's, the that's what puts him in, I think, is the postseasons, but you know what? I'm going Liberty. Last time I picked against Liberty was against Freedom. I picked Freedom in that game, and you know what? I paid the price. This time I will not pay the price, even though Jaden Price might pick off a pass or two in this game as well. But wow, look at you. That was smooth. Good job. It really, really was smooth. You know, so every once in a while I, I surprise you and come up with greatness out of my mouth. It's not every day that happens. So, Cherry, this, this is goodness. You're no, just goodness. It's greatness. It's greatness. It's greatness. Really but you know what? Liberty assistant Ted Addison made me remember that I picked freedom in that game. He messaged me after that game saying we both picked freedom in that game with the laughing emojis. I'm like, yeah, yo, y'all made us learn. I'm going to learn from this moment forward not to pick against you again. I'm picking Liberty. Nate right. have a big game. Nate Bell's going to prove his worth once again. He and Leo Reichel are going to have some big games, and Liberty's going to win this game 24-21 to 21 and get that rivalry and finish the season at 4-1. And win that Brentwood Bowl and keep that streak going. But the next game to go into your Redwood against number 10, Marin Catholic. Yeah, Ted's going to have to text me on that one because uh, obviously I'm going with Heritage in that game. But with Marin Catholic, Redwood, definitely going to go with Marin Catholic, the number 10 team. They've been dominant all year long. Um, I think they're going to continue rolling with that offensive power that they have. Yeah, Marin Catholic's going to win this game by a couple of scores. Mateo Perez is going to have a big game in his final High school game before he goes off to UC Davis. And then there's the big little game that Greg will be at Antioch against number three, Pittsburgh. Is there – I don't think there's a question. I had, I'm never going to pick against Pittsburgh. doesn't matter who they play, Pittsburgh's winning. So I don't, I don't have analysis on this game. Pittsburgh is the best talent in the Bay Area. So. Eli, Eli Burke-Handler throws for four touchdowns for a second straight week in Pittsburgh. Wins this game. And watch out for Daytuan Pearson, the running back. Stop overlooking this man. One of the offers coming for him too. To be honest, I did not know of his name until the season. 
Did not know his name. Jaden Rashad told me after last week's game, he didn't know who he was until he arrived at Pittsburgh. And he said right away, he knew who that kid was. And so do we. Yeah, I saw him at practice early or before the season started, I should say. I was like, okay, I wonder who this kid is. And then all of a sudden the game started. I was like, okay, I know who this kid is now. Yeah. And the running back next year is going to be Will Stallings Jr. So they've got a few guys that that are loaded. And then you've got Petaluma against Casa Grande. This one's a tough one for sure. Um, I eventually went and decided Petaluma after going back and forth. I think Petaluma is going to pull this one out in their rivalry game. I think it's going to be by about 10 points. Yeah, I'm going to go Petaluma. They're going to really ground and pound you, really waste the clock, and Petaluma is going to win this game. I think it's going to be another 14 to 13 game for Petaluma where they wanted another really low-scoring affair. And then number five, Clayton Valley against number one, Dale South. You know, Clayton Valley is probably the reason that I'm three games behind in this rankings. So I'm a little bitter towards them. And for that reason, that reason only, I'm going to go with Dale South. That reason only is why you're picking Dale South, not the fact that Dale South is an national powerhouse, um, hasn't lost a Northern California game in 30 years. That's- it's mostly because I'm bitter. Because you're bitter. And maybe because Dorian Hale, Zeke Berry, Lumagio Hearns, Chad Tossie, or as the Mackay Northfleet, and um, yeah, and a lot of other names that De La Salle's got down the board. Yeah, so yeah, De La Salle's winning. That's part of it. But mostly because of these rankings where I'm 23 and 12, and I'm mad at Clayton Valley Charter, Dylan Seeley, and all them. Yeah, sorry. Picking right. against them one more time. I guess Greg is really bitter and upset. I think Greg's picked against Clayton Valley four times this year. When are you going to learn? When? Why didn't you learn beforehand? Clayton Valley was a state champion last year. Are you year. saying I should pick Clayton Valley right now? Yeah, pick Clayton Valley. Should I change, should I change my pick? Yeah, change, change the you know pick. You're right. I'm going to pick Dale South. So. Okay, well, that's – okay. I, I figured you were going to say I can't. No, you can't pick against Dale South. Dale South will lose against Pitt, but they're not going to lose against Clayton Valley. Well, that so won't happen. But we're going to move on because I don't want to get into that debate for the 550 millionth time. And then the next game is the game of the week, number 14, Akalani's against number 23, California. I feel like we're going to be different on this one. Do you know who I picked? No, I don't. No. I feel like you're going to go with Cal. I am going with Cal. I don't know. There's something special about this team. I know they've lost a couple of close games against Clayton Valley and also San Ramon Valley. The Akalani's doesn't have a valley after their name. So, you know what? I'm going with Cal. I'm going to Akalani's because I don't know about the status of Cal's top running back. Jake Hubbard left that mm-hmm. San Ramon Valley game and did not play last week. So, I, you're without Jake Hubbard against Akalani's. Cal's got a lot of talent, but Akalani's has a lot of weapons of its own, and Akalani's is going to pull out this home win to end the season at 5-1. and one. So, Greg and I had two different picks this week so far. And the next one is the Battle of Danville. Monavista Mustangs against the number 11 San Ramon Valley Wolves. I want to hear your pick for this one first, actually. San Ramon Valley. I'm going back and forth so much. I'm going San Ramon Valley. So much. Quiggs is a great quarterback. Nardi, Ridley, Madrid. I know what I text you, but I'm going back and forth still. I might change it. I mean, mean, see, this is the final determining factor before I put it on the website. Who are you choosing? Can I go on a poll, like on Twitter real quick? No, no, we're not doing a poll. You're picking this thing right now. <sighs> Monta Vista. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it. I think Monta Vista is going to win. Greg picked Monta Vista 
The one five team is going to be one five this year. They're not going to go un- They're not going to lose every single game this year. They're too talented. So great. So that is three different picks. Montevista is too talented to go zero six, but you know what? The Mustangs will finish zero six because Santa Monica Valley is going to finish the season out with a win. But it's going to be another. I might great. regret this because I picked Santa Monica Valley in our text messages. I totally picked SRV. Yeah, you did, but you know you changed it. So that's what's going on, on the website is Montevista, and you can't change it now because it's now officially on the podcast on the West Coast Preps podcast. That's so true. that is. So we're we're gonna see that battle. Oh, Santa Monica Valley is gonna win that though. Santa Monica Valley is gonna conclude this regular season at four and two because I guarantee you they are livid about losing to Clayton Valley and not winning the league title so they're going to come out big in the next game Granada against number 21 Livermore mm, I love you Granada I know we went there but you're just not as talented as Sean Smith Eli Nettleman Matthew Pulaski this year I'm gonna go with Livermore it was always a close game no matter what but I'm still going with Livermore Livermore's gonna win this game by I'm, I'm going to go. They're going to win this game big by 17. They're going to win this rivalry game. The seniors with Sean Smith, all those kids that changed Livermore football forever, are going to end their senior seasons and their high school careers in a big way. Maybe yeah. a little anger taken out on Granada after last week's loss. Yeah, a little anger. And also after they lost to Granada last year, too, I'm sure that's still fresh on their minds. The next game is South San Francisco. As Deion Evans looks to get his first win as South San Francisco's head coach against El Camino. Yeah, he's looking for the first win, but he is going to have to wait until next year. I'm going to go with El Camino on this one. Yeah, I'm going with El Camino in this game as well. And then Napa against number 12, Vintage. Yeah, this one, Vintage, is too dominant this year. Uh, number 12 team is definitely going to take it. It's probably going to be another dominant win for Vintage, round and pound again. Yes, it is. It's going to be a, a dominant Vintage win. And then Gilroy against Christopher. Yeah, you know, I went with Christopher in this one. They are a great running back over there. I think Christopher is going to take this one over Gilroy. Yeah, I'm going Christopher as well. They've got actually some really young, talented pieces coming up through that program. Then Los Lomas against Benicia. Yeah, I'm going to go with Los Lomas. They've had a couple hard losses this year for sure. A um, couple losses against SRV, Camp Alindo. But I think they're going to bounce back this week against Benicia and take this one. And then Branham against Lee. Oh, you're not making a pick for Los Lomas? Benicia? Oh, yeah, Los Lomas is my pick. Sorry, I completely yeah. – yeah, you're just trying to roll through this thing. I'm, I'm not trying to roll through. I just don't want to hear your voice more than I have to. Wow. Wow. Okay. Random versus Lee, I'm going to go with Lee. I know Nick Van Danza over there has been having a great season, um, almost breaking records for the CCS, but Lee's going to take this one. Yeah, and Lee is undefeated at 4-0 this season. Outscored opponents 163-37. to 37. Lee's going to take this one and get the victory. And then McClymans against Manteca. The Climans, they're too dominant. Uh, that's about as simple as that. I know Mantis got Khalid Robinson over there, but McClymans is one of the best teams in the Bay Area without a doubt. So McClymans is going to take this one. And McClymans gets that win. And then the final game is Castro Valley against Washington. You know, I don't think I've missed a pick so far at all. But that means that we would tie at the end of the year. No, we solve the Holy War game next week, too. That's true. That's true. We do. You're right. You're right. Okay. I'm going Castro Valley. They got too many good, talented players over there. They've had a couple tough losses this year, but Castro Valley is going to take this one. Yeah, I'm going Castro Valley. Michael Lewis has a big game for Castro Valley, and Castro Valley is going to get that win. Before we wrap this up, 
Greg, you got anything else to say? Anything you want to say to the Steph Curry haters, the doubters towards the Warriors? His play does it enough. But they've won four, four in a row now, five of the last six, something like that. Obviously, Steve Kerr listened to the podcast, and uh, he has taken our advice. And I'm no longer off the Steve Kerr train. I'm hopping back on. I just I hopped off to grab a grab a soda. That was it. Now I'm hopping back onto the Steve Kerr train. Mm-hmm. We're back, baby. Yes, we are. Yes, the Warriors dynasty is back. They were they were a sleeping giant for a year. Who's the number one seed? Utah. Utah going down round one. Utah's not winning the NBA Finals. I think they make the conference finals. That's Even though it. I just said they're going down, it was a joke. I didn't put the GMT guarantee stamp on it yet. But I, I think they make the conference finals. I wouldn't put the GMT guarantee stamp on that either. You know, just because he said that, I really want to. Then put it up. No, I'm not going to put it up yet. It's too early. There's still like week. 20 games left. Weak. That's weak. Or is there – you don't even use the Jackson 5 anymore. You just made like – 15 picks and now you say Jackson 5 come up with a new saying you're done the Jackson 5 the Jackson 5 is the sleeping giant that's it's waiting to be awakened okay okay I, I have no comments Greg me speechless Greg's done yeah I don't want to hear Greg's voice anymore either you, you know that you're still going to be on the call with me after this and you're probably going to sit here and talk for like 25 minutes. I'm going to hang up on you. Okay, sure. I will. I'll, I will hang up on you. FaceTime me? No, I won't FaceTime me. I'm going to hang up on you and block your number for the day. Good with me. I'll take the day off. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, that sounds sounds like a great time. But you know what, people, as we wrap up the shenanigans, that ends it for the 73rd episode of the West Coast Preps podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube page for interviews, highlights, and everything else. Follow all of our work on social media, West Coast Preps. I'm going to follow all of our stories on WestCoastPreps.com. So long.